made a choice to be in the house of the Lord today. And I, I know that in, uh, in, in that decision uh, will leave consequences. And sometimes when we hear consequences, we think of negative consequences. But you in choosing to come today, I believe that you're going to leave here different than when you walked in the door. How many people believe that? You know, it's not hard for some of you because already during worship, we said, wow, man, it lift, those, those songs. What do you think about Lisa singing those songs? Man, weren't they great? And, and you know what? I, I don't, Well, because I picked them out. Now, I don't do that to Lisa every week, uh, but this week I said, hey, Lisa, I, I know what I'm preaching, and I, I just want you to begin thinking, it, it just, you know, let me just have, just for you to just may, maybe think about singing these songs. And uh, so she did, and, you know, think about each one of the words to those songs that you sang, uh, I'm trading my sorrows, and all the way through that song is a choice that she brought out. And then, today is the day. If you're waiting, what are you waiting on? Today's the day. It's a new day. And so this morning, I know that there's all kinds of different people here this morning, and, and some have come into the church, and, and really you're going, wow, this is great. The, the stuff of God, did you know it works? Now, us that have been in the church a while, we might go, well, sure. But that doesn't profit anybody, does it? Here's what I love to do. When a new believer comes in, they go, look at this. Did you know God loved the world so much he gave his only begotten son? Did you know that? I go, where's that found? <laughs> wow. Because it's exciting to have that recognition that will bring revelation in your life that turns things around for you in your life. Hmm. So this morning, I'm going to read something that some of you have heard before and some of you have never heard before. But I, I brought in a professional. Well, I didn't bring him in. I, I brought him in on my phone. And he's going to read the passage of Scripture today. We're going to see how this goes. This is unscripted. And uh, we're going to just let him read. And if you have your Bibles, uh, if you have your Bibles, if you don't have your Bibles, turn in your phones. You get your phones. Uh, Let's read John chapter 9. All right, let me turn it up. We're going to start over here. You guys think I'm kind of shook here and I'm not doing it right? You're right. Here we go. As he went along, he saw a man blind from birth. His disciples asked him, Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? Neither this man nor his parents sinned, said Jesus. But this happened so that the works of God might be displayed in him. As long as it is day, we must do the works of him who sent me. Night is coming when no one can work. While I am in the world, I am the light of the world. After saying this, he spit on the ground, made some mud with the saliva, and put it on the man's eyes. Go, he told him, wash in the pool of Siloam. This word means sent. So the man went and washed and came home seeing. His neighbors and those who had formerly seen him begging asked, Isn't this the same man who used to sit and beg? Some claimed that he was. Others said, No, he only looks like him. But he himself insisted, I am the man. How then were your eyes opened? They asked. He replied, The man they call Jesus made some mud. And put it on my eyes. He told me to go to Siloam and wash. So I went and washed. And then I could see. Where is this man? They asked him. I don't know, he said. They brought to the Pharisees the man who had been blind. Now the day on which Jesus had made the mud and opened the man's eyes was a Sabbath. Therefore the Pharisees also asked him how he had received his sight. He put mud on my eyes, the man replied. And I washed. And now I see. Some of the Pharisees said, This man is not from God, for he does not keep the Sabbath. But others asked, How can a sinner perform such signs? So they were divided. Then they turned again to the blind man. What have you to say about him? It was your eyes he opened. The man replied, He is a prophet. They still did not believe that he had been blind and had received his sight until they sent for the man's parents. 
Is this your son? They asked. Is this the one you say was born blind? How is it that now he can see? We know he is our son, the parents answered. And we know he was born blind. But how he can see now, or who opened his eyes, we don't know. Ask him. He is of age. He will speak for himself. His parents said this because they were afraid of the Jewish leaders, who already had decided that anyone who acknowledged that Jesus was the Messiah would be put out of the synagogue. That was why his parents said, He is of age. Ask him. A second time they summoned the man who had been blind. Give glory to God by telling the truth, they said. We know this man is a sinner. He replied, Whether he is a sinner or not, I don't know. One thing I do know. I was blind, but now I see. Then they asked him, What did he do to you? How did he open your eyes? He answered, I have told you already, and you did not listen. Why, do you want to hear it again? Do you want to become his disciples too? Then they hurled insults at him and said, You are this fellow's disciple. We are disciples of Moses. We know that God spoke to Moses, but as for this fellow, we don't even know where he comes from. The man answered, Now that is remarkable. You don't know where he comes from, yet he opened my eyes. We know that God does not listen to sinners. He listens to the godly person who does his will. Nobody has ever heard of opening the eyes of a man born blind. If this man were not from God, he could do nothing. To this they replied, You were steeped in sin at birth. How dare you lecture us? And they threw him out. Jesus heard that they had thrown him out. And when he found him, he said, Do you believe in the Son of Man? Who is he, sir? The man asked. Tell me so that I may believe in him. Jesus said, You have now seen him. In fact, he is the one speaking with you. Then the man said, Lord, I believe. And he worshipped him. Jesus said, For judgment I have come into this world, so that the blind will see, and those who see will become blind. Some Pharisees who were with him heard him say this and asked, What, are we blind too? Jesus said, If you were blind... You would not be guilty of sin. But now that you claim you can see, your guilt remains. Very truly, I tell you, Pharisees, anyone who does not enter the sheep pen by the gate, but climbs in by some other way. Go ahead. What a U-turn. In the life of the man born blind, he had a complete U-turn. That's what our series is. We're talking about U-turn today. We're going to be looking a little further into the scripture before we do, I want to start in prayer. Father, thank you for this day. Thank you for the opportunity to come before your word. Lord, your word is alive. It is active. It is operative and energizing. And so, Lord, we just receive your word even before we, we hear. Lord, we trust you, and we know that what you say to us is always good, and it's for our benefit. So we receive the word of the Lord today. I pray your anointing on the preaching today. In Jesus' name, amen. So the man born blind, we see that he was waiting. He may not have known what he was waiting for. He may have known subconsciously, I'd, I'd like something to change. He had no form of reference. He had never seen before. And so here he is, he's waiting. Now, some of the miracles in Scripture that you and I see, we see that people initiated themselves. This man didn't initiate. Like the woman with the issue of blood, she went looking for Jesus. In this case, Jesus just happened to be walking by. Nothing's coincidental with him, right? And Jesus initiated with this man. I wonder where you are today. Are you looking for a breakthrough? Do you need a U-turn? Are you needing change, something to change in your finances, in your health? What are you looking for? What breakthrough do you need in your life today? Well, then the question becomes, what do we do when we're waiting for that breakthrough? This man born blind, years of waiting. All his life he's waiting and he has no real hope because you didn't hear of people being born blind and being healed before Jesus arrived on the scene. So he, he, he didn't have, the, have even the tools to believe that things could be different. 
don't know where you are today. Maybe you're believing for something to change that you don't have really a frame of reference for. You don't even know really what needs to change. You don't have the details, but there's something on the inside of you and you're, you're needing something to change. You want a breakthrough. Some of you, you can articulate. You've been in the way for a number of years and you can articulate. You know exactly what you'd like to see. Wherever you are today, he's the God of breakthrough. He's the God of the U-turn. So let's look at scripture. Isaiah 40, verse 31, I want you to look here with me. They that wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. So while you wait, what does that look like? According to scripture here, it's not a passive thing. While you're waiting for your breakthrough, while you're waiting for that relationship to change, while you're waiting on a new season, they that wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagle. They, they shall renew their strength. Sounds like strength training. They shall renew their strength. They shall mount up. Sounds like a hike. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run. We're talking about action as we wait. What do you, what does it look like while you wait? What are you doing while you wait for that breakthrough? You see, some of you today, what God has in your next season, you need to be doing some things while you wait because there's a capacity. He wants to do something in you that is not just about you. It's about your trajectory. It's about the, the family that you come from. It's bigger. It's about the people that you work with. He wants to do something amazing. They that wait on the Lord, they mount up with wings like eagles. They run and they're not weary. Yeah. Capacity, endurance. They walk and they don't faint. So what are you doing while you wait? Ask the Lord what that looks like for you. I want to go to one of our key scriptures we've been looking at because here's the thing. While you wait on the Lord, I want to ask you something. Do you have any BFF scriptures? Do you have any, any go-to places? While you're waiting for that breakthrough, you see there's a, there's a, a season, there's a time between when, when you need the breakthrough, and oftentimes when it comes, sometimes it's automatic, but not always. And, and so then what's God doing? Oftentimes, he's doing a bigger work. Uh, you know, healing is instant in some cases, and in some cases it isn't. Salvation is instant. I want to talk to you today about waiting and what that looks like in regards to faith. Waiting with faith. A lot of it has to do with an internal compass and being solid and being founded. How do you and I stay solid and founded while we wait on that breakthrough? It's called being anchored in a sense. Anchored? What's your anchor? What holds you solid while you wait? Because here's the thing. It's, there'll always be the need for another breakthrough. That's the nature of living in the world. But you and I have got to have a measure of faith. See, it's what we're doing right now. We wait on the Lord. We renew our strength. In Joshua 1, God told Joshua how to remain strong, how to get ready, how to be strong and courageous. He said, meditate on the word day and night. Then, not, not before. Then shall you prosper and succeed. So as we're talking about the word, you see, it's all about, you and I are all about building our faith. If we're believers, if you're not a believer today, we're so glad you're here today. But it, for those of you that have been following the Lord for a while, it's not about, you're beyond salvation. You know, you're, you're, you're about breakthrough. You're about making an impact. You're, you've, you, 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 just because mom and dad brought you to church, you're beyond that. You've got some stuff now. You're already walking in that. There's something new. So just because 
grandma brought you to church or you came on a bus ministry. It's no longer about that anymore. You are getting your own faith for your own situation, for your own circumstances, because there's something new. There'll always be a next step because God wants to increase you. He wants to increase us in such a way that we're impacting generations, that we're making a difference and we're kicking in the doors of darkness and impacting this world. So for you and me, it's a faith stance. Hebrews 11.1, 1, one of our core scriptures we've been going back to in this series. Now, faith is the assurance that what we hope for will come about and the certainty that what we cannot see exists. The certainty that what we cannot see still exists. Now, I, I want to take you to this passage in the Amplified Bible because the Greek language opens up in a way, in color, that we don't see in the English language. So get ready. Here you go. Watch this. Now faith, uh, we could even say it, say it this way. Faith is now. Faith is in the now. Faith, I need faith in the present. I need to have a, a seed faith for now. I've got to have that BFF scripture now, today. Because, we, you know, we've been talking and John's been using this tagline. Hope in the future brings power in the present. Can, can we say it this way? Hope in the future brings faith. Because why? Because we see it here in Scripture. Now faith is. Faith is now. So what are you doing while you're, wait, while you're waiting for the breakthrough? Strength training. You, you don't open your Bible and have your devotions anymore, some of you, because you're disciplined. No, no. You're building something. You're building a future. You're building something. You're building a life. You're building a legacy. Now faith is the substance, some, some versions say. This says, now faith is the confirmation, the title deed of things we hope for. For being proof, excuse me, being proof of the things we do not see and the conviction of the reality, perceiving as a real fact what is not revealed to the senses. Okay, so a few years ago, we paid my car off. And I have a title deed to that vehicle. So you, you can't tell me that that vehicle doesn't belong to me. You know, it's out there. I don't need to go show it to you, open. It, it's really irrelevant for me to open the door and take you out there and say, I have the title deed to this. You can't, you know, you can't talk me out of it. The, the mortgage lender could come back and say, well, now, I think you still might owe about 1500 on that vehicle. No, no, I have a title deed. The promises of God are a title deed to what you're looking for Amen. in the future. Faith is substance. When people say, oh, it's just so, you know, it just feels like I'm wishing. Faith is not wishing. Not if you've got the promises of God. Not if you've got his word on it. This is the title deed. Do you have a scripture? Guys, listen. We, need, we don't have to have the whole thing memorized. But we need one or two, four or five scriptures. You're only as strong as the words of God on your mouth. Faith is now. Faith is in the present. Wow. She was just getting going, wasn't she? Feel like I could kick start at 747, huh? You know, you came to the house of the Lord. And you came to the house of the Lord to get a word. You know, it's great to, to see each other. But we, we see each other somewhat during the week. And, and again, I, I came to worship God in our worship time. But I worship during the week, but to come together to get the word of God as you heard. Let, let me tell you, renewing your mind is not a matter of going to heaven. It's a matter of how much he or she wants of heaven right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And as we get the word of God working in our life and we're able to hear the Holy Spirit speak, you know he's speaking, right? You say, well, he doesn't speak to me. Yeah, he's speaking. 
It's up to you to listen. So, so as he speaks to us and he guides us and he directs us and, and, and we look better than really we are. You know that. And he puts us in a place at the right time and, the, and, and everything starts working out. And even though, listen, even though as she was saying, as we're waiting for our breakthrough, the Holy Spirit has us in a place that we can still smile. We can still sing a hallelujah in the presence of our enemy. This morning, I want you to see this because as we're in this series, hey, you better back up a little bit. I'm just, <clears throat> All right, we're going to get going here. <laughs> Come on, have some fun. We can have fun, right? All right. As we're in the series, recognition brings revelation. It, it should bring a smile on your face. Because it, when you begin to recognize something that you didn't recognize before, there can be a paradigm shift. And, and, and that shift is something that you never saw. It was there all the time. And, and that, that recognition brings revelation. And what we're in this month is you turned. You, you know, in the middle of, let, let me just talk to you. In the middle of the worst pandemic in my life, why is it? that I'm increasing more than ever in my life. Anybody with me on that? Well, what's up with that? Because God is in control. Let me tell you, I, I pray against COVID. Let's pray right now. God, we pray as a group believing by faith COVID is over in your name. God, we will not be guilty of not seeking or asking or knocking, as you said. God, we're praying that COVID is over. In your name we pray. Amen. This morning, when we understand that God is in us in the depression sometimes that we can walk through, we can have a U-turn, and that's what we've been talking about when we get it. That we can have hope in the future. Everybody wants a better tomorrow than they have today. We, we seek it, we look for it, we long for it. And, and in that, we begin to experience something called the joy of the Lord. And it's amazing how the word of God is always true. Sometimes it takes us to go, it's amazing how that works out. But the joy of the Lord is our strength. If you're the enemy, what would you do? Come on now. You'd come against the joy in order to weaken your opponent. We're his opponent. He would love for us to get our eyes on all the little circumstances. Remember, it's not a circumstantial problem, but a perceptual problem that we face. And, and understanding that when we understand, listen, when we get it, when we recognize it, a revelation comes of how good God is. We're going to talk about that next week. I'm going to just let go and talk about that part. The goodness of God. I, I, I'm telling you, to recognize the goodness of God, how much He loves us, and that He will provide for us, will give us, give us hope that we can put our faith in that hope that he's going to provide and give us a better future. Therefore, we walk in the power, the power of the present. Well, you know, I'm not really outspoken. That doesn't matter. I'm not really educated. That doesn't matter. I'm not big enough. I'm not tall enough. I'm not old enough. I'm too old. All those things, listen, doesn't matter. The power of the Holy Spirit living and residing in you is for you. But the Holy Spirit residing on you is for me. Mm. My life will reflect what I see with my hope. Did you hear that? My life, what you see of John Miller, my life will reflect what I see with my hope. If I have hope, I can put my faith in my hope. If you're going through something with that person you live with called your wife or your husband, have hope. It is not. Don't lose hope. God is a good God. I, I want to speak on that. I could speak there all day. Let's go on. But again, how do we do that? We get faith and faith cometh by hearing, which again, in hearing and hearing the word of God, I hope that you spent time this week listening to the Word of God. You know what we did this morning in hearing the Word of God? I, I a lot of times do that. When I go on a walk, I hear sermons, which is hearing the Word of God in a different way that I've heard it in the past, and I get that revelation. 
Now, now, as you begin hearing the word of God, again, it puts us in a place of being current in our relationship with God. See, there's a lot of people that know of God, and there's some people that have had a revelation of who God is in their life. But if you really start talking to them, you can understand what's coming out was a relationship back in 74, back in 82. It's back there. Bring your relationship current with God. Begin allowing the Holy Spirit to daily talk to you. It's revolutionary. There's something about, and, and it's the joy of the Lord that comes into our life and gives us strength when the word of God gives us hope for the future. Now watch this. When the Holy Spirit begins to speak in and through my life and I begin to say, what God? And, and again, I've said this before, it's almost, it, you, we've heard it in our culture. If it sounds too good to be true, then probably not true. See, our culture tells us that. Therefore, when we walk with the Holy Spirit, the goodness of God, our culture that what we've been in, what we've talked to ourselves and we hear ourselves saying is, that's just too good to be true. That's how good God is. When I begin to hear the Holy Spirit speaking to me of what he has for me in the future, I really don't care what you say. And here's what I do. I I begin to allow the word of God. Just settle down here when I say this. Pregnate my spirit. Have have you ever been around a lady? It might have been your wife. Or or maybe you've heard of a relative, a friend. And and the lady says, something's wrong. And and they go to the doctor and they go, you know, my body's feeling different. And I'm wore out and I'm sick in the morning. And can you give me something? And the doctor goes, no, you're pregnant. And that's all part of the process in the birth that's going to come in nine months. Can I get an amen, Miriam? All right. She's believing by faith. But, but it, how, many, how many have been to that place before in your, in your life, in your marriage? And I remember Gwen, when she came in, said, hey, da 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 you always feel like you're not ready, right? Amen. But, but here's what, what happens is when you understand it's a done deal. He or she's coming. It's, he's coming. All of a sudden, there's all those emotions that come and go. And, you know, and then you, I'm going to be a father. And there's an expectancy that comes. And it's a, John, you remember that? I remember talking to John. He's, I'm going to be a dad. You know, and the baby's about this big. I bought him a ball and a glove and a fish. He's going to be a while before he can throw a ball. I remember getting excited. A gun. Yeah, let's go dove. All those things of expectancy. The mother gets into a nesting urge, you know, and they're cleaning. And we got it. I remember Gwen and I, we had a, a beautiful Honda. But we had to trade it in because everybody knows you got to have a minivan at the time. All the, the expectancy... And there's something about when the word of God comes into your life, there's an expectancy and an enjoyment and an excitement that can't be explained by somebody that's yeah. never been through that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. This morning, let's talk about this, this, this passage, this business of this blind man. As Gwen brought out, the, the, the disciples of Jesus are just, it, by the story, says they're just strolling along and the disciples see a man born blind. And, and, the, and the, the thought is that Jesus says, there's a problem, I'm going to solve the problem. He's blind. But you don't know he's born blind. That's never been done before. Does it bother God? No. The Bible says that the disciples begin to ask the question. Do you remember the question I put on Facebook? If you're not a member or a group, we, we will accept you if you want to do that. We'll kind of give you some things to meditate on during the week. That's a, another way of saying chew on, meditate. Just chew on it, think about it, think about it. But the disciples say, which man sinned or who sinned, this man or his parents, because of this problem that he's blind? As a pastor, this is continually brought before me. Who sinned, Pastor? Who did that? Why did that happen to him? Why do we, if we have, you you know, and the whole 
thought of trying to, when there's a problem, to categorize. There's something about in our human reasoning that we have to find a reason why. In our problems, we always go, why? I want you to see and remember what Jesus said because it's revolutionary. Recognize what he says. He says, no one sinned, not the man or his parents. Is that good news to somebody here today? You've been blaming yourself because something you're going through and you think it's your fault. And God says, no, the reason is because in this adversity that this man's life, God's going to show up and be God. Hallelujah. Isn't that like knocking some of those bags of rocks off your shoulder? Here he is, and he's blind, but it's not his fault. And, and here, here, let me just say this, because a lot of times we try to look at somebody and we try to categorize them. Well, you know, the reason they aren't this and that. Thing. God might have scheduled their favor session in the next season. Don't write them off or X them off and thinking, well, they must be doing something wrong. God says on September the 3rd, 2020, they're going to have so much favor on their life. And it could be you. This morning, think about it. This guy had been blind since birth. That means ever, forever for him. See, sometimes we read the story and we go over and we don't really come into the the, the story and, and put ourselves in his shoes. But God is saying... It's in my strength that I show up in the middle of your problem to again show you how much I love you. Have you ever been in this spot? Where there is something about you and maybe even you're hearing voices that say, why don't you just give up? And in all circumstantial perception, everything is yelling, quit. But something on the inside is speaking to you saying, don't quit. Your breakthrough is just on the horizon. And what you can't see, God says, I can see, don't give up. Here's this guy, and he's born blind, and he's in the middle of the street, apparently, and God shows up and begins to call him out. And he hasn't quit. And as Gwen said, there's no reference point, how or why, but there's a gut feeling that he hasn't given up. He has never seen. Can you imagine never seeing colors? He's in a culture. He's in a community. He's in a place where he has never seen. Watch this. He has heard of other people and how things look. But he's blind. He can only go on secondhand revelation of how a tree looks. Or how blue, what's blue? Well, that's the color of the sky. There's no reference point to his healing. There's no hope. And some of you have heard the voice of God speak to your life and you go, that's just too good. I have no reference point. I, I, did, I grew up in a family that, that we didn't see that or I didn't go there or nobody has done that in my family. I've just, I've just heard about it. I've heard about those people being blessed at church and I'm in a community. I'm right in the middle of those folks. But for me, I haven't seen the blessing in my marriage. I haven't seen the blessing in my ministry. I haven't seen the blessing in my work or promotion as other people are yelling, I got promoted. Why didn't I get promoted? This man has no reference, but he's in a community that all he has been able to do is show up. Listen to me. Because this grabs a hold of you. I I give credit for people that just show up. He's showing up in the dark. He can't see. No reference point. But he's still showing up. He's getting up every morning in the dark. He's putting his clothes on every day in the dark. He's going to work even if that is by the corner and asking for money in the dark. Some of you are going to church in the dark. You haven't seen it, tasted it, touched it, felt, but you're saying, you know, there's something on the inside that's burning a hole in me, and I know that God is doing something. And I give 
There's, there's something about the person. Now, let, let me just stop here and say, if you've already got your blessing, this sermon in for you. But if you're waiting on something and you're looking for something and you're expecting something, God has sent me here today to tell you, don't give up. Sookie, yeah. sookie. the bills he just keeps living in the dark but he shows up no reference point but he's still believing that there's something in him he, he hears now think about this he hears that this guy is going through the countryside and he's healing people just hears it because he can see him he doesn't know whether blind people he's heard of them And they say that this Jesus, this water walker, this storm calmer, whisperer, is showing up in his city. And I can imagine if somebody said, hey, hey, he's getting closer. Just, just the, can, can I remind you about last week, just the seed, the size of a mustard seed. If he just, if he can just mustard enough faith, if he can just come up with enough faith to believe, he doesn't need a bucket of faith. He doesn't need a whole cup. Come on, he'd be dangerous. All he needs is a size of a mustard seed to say to that blindness, I believe Jesus. And after Jesus talks to his disciples about no one sinned, I want you to catch that passage in verse 6. It says, after saying this, listen, the guy hears Jesus coming and he says, do you want to be healed? Yeah, I want to be healed. And then what does he hear? See, some of you are believing, but the question is, how bad do you want out? Have you ever been in a place where you, you thought, you know, God, I, I got to have a breakthrough. I, I got to get out of this circumstance. But God, I would like it. Don't we all? I, God has got me to a place, but I kind of wanted to come out a little bit more dignified than he did. You know, a little bit more classy. Come on, God, can somebody else bless me beside my mom? Can, can I get a witness? Are you, are you, are you getting this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Amen. Mm. I wonder if the man would have said, Whoa, I can't see you, but it sounded like you spat on the ground there. He put it in some mud. Whoa, wait just a second. I don't need any of that mud on my eyes. But the Bible says that he, Jesus spat on the ground and made mud. Put it on his eyes and then he said something. Now watch this. Here is where this man has a U-turn. No reference. He's been born in the dark. He's living in the dark. He's showing up in the dark. But all of a sudden, the person that has been told can heal his eyes just told him after putting mud on his eyes, Go. To the pool of Siloam, which means sent, and to wash his eyes. Now watch this. He had to be obedient in the middle of it. There are some people that are saying, God, I'm praying for a breakthrough in my life. Well, what, what, what do you want? You know, I want to become a, a, a medical doctor. Are you going to school? Oh, no, I don't have time for that. I want to lose 50 pounds, but God, can I eat jelly donuts right before I go to bed? How bad do you want it? God, I, I need encouragement. Do you want to go to church? No, 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 I don't want to. I got to get my eight. Got to get my eight hours of sleep. They start so early. Well, don't you go to work at night? Well, on Sunday, I don't have to go to work, so I sleep in. 
Have you heard people that will say, my mama drove me to church and now that I'm a man, I get to decide and my decision is no. Stay blind. Which one do you want? It's a choice. Do you want to stay in the darkness or do you want to come into spiritual eyesight? A recognition gives you revelation of the goodness of God. How bad do you want it? Listen to this. The Bible says that as soon as Jesus says go, he goes and he washes his eyes and he can see. Now watch this. Immediately after this happens, do you know in our country right now, any time that there's a terrorist threat, you know, and they give you different color and all that. Think about this. Whenever there's something that's going on in the terrorist area, there's a lot of, they call it chatter. Huh? A lot of chatter. You, they pick it up on, on different frequencies. Of In this area, there's a lot of talking going on because they're planning and they're, they're, they're coming out with what they're going to do. Chatter. See, what happens in this story is as soon as that man's eyes are open, people are starting to chatter. See, now, wouldn't it be great if we lived in a world where when we got a healing, when we got favor put on our life, you know, God gave us a promotion, God gave us a breakthrough in our, our life that people would go, you go... You go, it's your birthday, it's your birthday. But it's not going to happen. They're going to get critical. There, some people will not get the revelation you did. They will not appreciate it, the favor of God. They will not appreciate on your life. What they will see is a sometimes, not everybody, that's why we're part of this community here. But there's sometimes there's a community at work or some other place. If you're not careful, if you're not aware, if you are not prepared in ahead of time of the favor of God coming on your life, The enemy comes and robs you of it. The chatter, the negative. You didn't really get healed. That You weren't really that guy that was blind. And if you're not careful, you'll be walking in the favor of God, but you'll be keeping it on the down low. Huh? Now, now I want you to see this because this is an observation. These people don't always see the favor, the, the people in the scripture. If you remember this, I love this quote from Bill Johnson. It says, if you don't live by the praise of men, you won't die by their criticism. If you don't live by the praise of men, you won't die by their criticism. They come and they begin to look for his parents. Ask his parents. And they bring the parents in. Is this your son? And he says, they say, yes. Was he born blind? Yeah, we, we were there when he was born. Yes, he was born blind. We can, yes. And they said, how'd he get healed? He's of age. He's of age. Ask him. He can speak. How many people here have gotten to the age in your life that you can speak for yourself? On the favor of God? Yeah. See, as even a young pastor, sometimes I would shy away from subjects like uh, tithing or, or loving one another because there's some people it's hard to love and, and you know, all the, and, and doing the thing. And sometimes, you know, you'd be like, well, let me tell you, I'm of the age where again, I'm, I'm sorry, but I just really don't care what you think. I believe in what I believe because God has been faithful to me and the favor of God has been on me. You know, there's some people that might see the blessings on the Miller family and go, how's that working? Should a pastor have any kind of prosperity in their life? The favor of God is on me. And I receive that not something that I've earned, not something that I deserve. It's the love of God. Hmm, I'm of age. Can, can you just say that to yourself so you can hear yourself say that? I'm of age. I'm of age. I, I can speak for myself. The, 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 the people there, the Pharisee says to the man that's been born blind, now he's looking through his eyes, you know, Adam, I can see you. And they say, who healed you? And, and he begins to say, Jesus. This is what happened. He, he said, you know, he spit on the ground, put some mud on my eyes, told me to go wash. And they go, I want to let you know something, blind man. 
This man is not from God. He doesn't keep the Sabbath. And, and he says, well, how can a sinner, how can a sinner, how, how can a sinner do these signs? Did, do you hear him kind of bantering back and forth? And, and they say, tell us again. He says, I've already told you. Do, do, do you feel like there's a sense of power in the present in his life? See, the parents may be a little different than the guy that's experiencing now he's got hope in the future. He goes, do you guys want to be his disciples too? They get all mad. Chatter, 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 chatter. All of a sudden there's someone that's inside of him speaking. The Holy Spirit gives him a future. This is where I'm going to in this message. So if for some reason you're asleep, now's the time to perk up. Sit, sit, in the, sit up on the end of your chair a little bit. Lean forward. The Bible says that this thing right here, I've got to get ready. They come to him and they said, Jesus can't do what you've experienced today. Did, did you hear his response? Because it's one of the ones that I, I can come back in my mind over and over. He says this. I don't know. I don't know if he went to Southwestern. I don't know what the district council says about him. I don't care what the media says about him. I don't care what you say. You could cuss me. But what I do know, listen, is I was blind, but now I see. I'm going to raise a hallelujah in the middle of the storm. The chatter's going, it's going, and it's going. But he says, I don't know about that, but I'm going to tell you what I do now. And I was there, but now I'm here. And when you realize, sometimes when you get the vision of where God is going to take you, and you go all the way back, maybe even to today where you are, and you open your eyes, and the reality is so far, it's so far from where your vision of where God's going to bring you, that's again where we go back to the passage. They that wait upon the Lord, He shall renew their strength. Watch this. Watch this. I love this. That's why you and I as believers, as part of the family of God, when we get together, that we're, we're chattering opposite of what the world is chattering. See, see, when we hear somebody got a favor put upon them, that we didn't earn, come on now. You, you moved into a new house that you never thought you could. Or, or you went into a new line of work that you thought, there, there's no way I can be successful in that. All of a sudden it blows up. You, you, you have people here that are going to be like this. Now they're praising God, but they're also saying, give me five, give me five. It's an encouragement. It's a community of believers. Believing in what? Believing that God loves us. So every morning, listen, hope in our future gets us to sit up and we look and we long and we expect the love of God in our life. Just like when somebody comes over to my house and says, I'll be there at a certain time. I'm looking out the window to make sure that I don't miss them. That they're not staying out there when they're coming to pick me up. The favor of God is on you. Look long. Expect for God to be God in your life. Amen. And about Two minutes, Quinn's going to wrap it up and then we're going to sing some more. Quinn, fill in the gaps. Of God is on your life. And the favor of God is for a purpose. The favor of God is to bring him great 
great glory. Now, you may be sitting there today and you may have disqualified yourself from the favor of, the, of God. You know, favor, the, the grace of God is not earned. It's, it's undeserved. We see here with the, the man born blind, he didn't do anything to initiate his healing. It was the favor of God on his life. So I, I just want to declare to you today that, that there's a season of favor coming for you. That, that God has a plan and purpose. It's going to look completely different from maybe what you've experienced in the past. But that's, that's just the way it is. That's how, how God works. He, he is a too much God. He is so good. He is ready to open a path for you. Here, here's another thing about favor. Favor is all about opportunity. That's why when we're waiting on the Lord, we're getting ready. We're always in active mode, right? Putting the word of God in our lives to be stronger for this next season. Because the favor of God, if you're a business owner, the favor of God is to increase you. Because there's some of you in here today that your finances have never been about you. That you are in a position, you're in a position to to be a blessing. And so the favor of God is going to bring opportunities and open doors. Get ready because there's a level of resistance. Strength training. There's a level of resistance. We see that with the man born blind. There was a level of resistance that came in the community. There may be a level of resistance for you coming. So what you want to do is begin to get ready. The favor of God is not always just when those things happen. Everything just doesn't look just like lilies and roses. When that, that blessing comes, oftentimes there's a responsibility that comes along with it. With increase comes responsibility. Don't shrink back from what God's asking you to do. Maybe you're sensing some resistance right now in your life in a relationship. Maybe you're, you're experiencing resistance in finances. Here's what John and I do. We get our wallets out and how much you say, Gwen? Sometimes we blow each other's mind. You say, what? Okay. I'm telling you. You have one of these days we're going to tell you. Some of you remember when we were young pastors over on the south side of town, could barely make ends meet. We qualified for welfare and John refused. I was like, please, just, just so I can stay home a few more years, then I'll go back to teaching. Please, he's like, oh, no, because we could make the choice. God has blessed us. It's not all about money. You know what money is? It's power and freedom to be a blessing, to be who God called you to be, to not only meet your own needs, but to go over and meet the needs of someone else. When God empowers your family, you know it's not about just the fact that you want your kids to behave themselves so that you don't have stress. It's about the fact that you want to bring him glory. Healthy families bring him glory. Healthy people bring him glory. The favor of God that is coming in this next season in your life as to bring him great glory like we never have before why don't you stand to your feet